Welcome to episode 21 of the Gold Card Podcast. I'm Vince Colati at Chilati LOL. With me tonight, as usual, we have John George at the Esports Plug. How are we doing, everybody? Calvin T at Ruler R Sama. Hello. And Chris Chung at Prime Time. Good day, everyone. Future TFT Pro, Chris Chung. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I might quit before I even get to that point. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, we have a couple bits of news we wanted to cover before we dove into the slate. Uh, we also have some listener questions that we're going to get to before we do that as well. Uh, I figured we touch on a couple. There's a lot of news this week, actually, so we're, we're going to do that first. Um, first point of news, uh, MLXG retiring. I think a lot of people heard about this. MLXG, he hasn't really been playing at all this year. Uh, kind of was phased out for a lot of last year, too. He was in and out. Uh, still, it, it started getting speculated, like with a, you know, toward like halfway through this year when he wasn't getting any playtime, that he was probably going to be hanging it up or going somewhere else. But still, kind of, uh, kind of sudden, right? He had a pretty good career. That one hurts a little bit. MLXG was such an innovator. It was the first like really gank first all the time jungler. Like, just get in the lanes and make stuff happen all the time. Like, he was really revolutionary when he first came out with that style, and it's a style that lots of junglers play now. And uh, he was always the guy they would go back to. That's what I always remember about MLXG. He was always the guy they would go back to when they really needed a win in a big series. <clears throat> Even when Carsa was their jungler, when they came to a Game 5, a lot of the time MLXG would come back in in Game 5, or he would come in in Game 3 if they needed to win the series. He was... uh they always put their faith in him, and he usually honestly delivered pretty well on that, even though he was a very high-ceiling, low-floor type of player. But I always thought he delivered pretty well when they put him in those clutch positions. So definitely a legend of the game. I'm buying his jersey. Make sure it's on my wall in the Jersey Hall of Fame. Great career, MLXG. Yeah, I don't know. Chris, Calvin, anything on MLXG? I, I, John, John kind of phrased it pretty well for yeah. me. He hit everything on the spot, to be honest with you. He was just a cog, in, cog of RNG, you know what I mean? Like John said, he, no matter if he started or not, you know, he, they always brought him in when they most needed him, and he always delivered for the most part. So, a good career. I think uh, he gave us very good memory, uh, even in Last Worlds, and the, that run with RNG, I will never forget that. Uh, his, his involvement, his involvement with the team. Sorry. All good. Um, yeah, he he was so like all in on on ganking. It was just like the it's such a risky style. Like it's the most risk reward. Like everyone thinks like going into the enemy jungle is the riskiest thing. No, like ganking is the most risky thing you can do a lot of the time because you're just losing out on XP every minute you're not doing that, and it's super super. Da- he just had a knack for knowing where to pressure the map. Like I'm trying to think of like a sports comparison, I can't really think of one. But he j- he just he knew how to how to leverage the map really really well more than I think a lot of people did, uh, and he inspired a whole generation of of younger junglers. That I mean, look at half the junglers in the LPL, they try to mimic him and try to imitate him, and they just can't because they don't have that 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 gut feeling or whatever. They uh, it's it's he had an, it was intangible. It was totally intangible, and I think he it. He was helped a lot by the fact that RNG always had really, really good laners. 
so they were able to set things up for him a lot, but still, like, it's it can't go unappreciated. That's a really difficult thing to do. I don't think people realize, like, how, how tough it is to actually get, like, be as consistent as he was, even though he looked inconsistent a lot of times in his career. Could have been he. In other words, what I'm saying is he could have been a lot worse during the style yeah. that he did, and he somehow made it work like every time. So definitely a unique player. Yeah. There's been a there's been some unique players throughout the history of league. I always think of like Genja back when he was buying like five Doran's blades. When nobody Warbox, else Warbox, Corky, he yeah. carried, dude. There's always been like some some players that were their own style, and MLHG was definitely one of those players. Yeah, he. Again, like another player from Moscow Five. Like, oh, honestly, that whole Moscow Five team was just so out there. Like, all five of them did the weirdest shit, and it was awesome. But MLXG is like in that vein where he's just there's no there's no one quite like him. So, uh, would not surprise me to see him jump back in in a year at all. We see a lot of that in esports, but if not, uh, it's a good career. He's hanging up the keyboard and mouse, so to speak. But it's a good career. Um. We also had breaking today, actually, uh, that Deftly is going to C9, and Keith, formerly known as Keith McBrief, is going to Golden Guardians in a straight-up trade, right? Yeah, very weird, very weird trade here, because it's just AD carry for AD carry. It's two guys that I had never heard anything negative about personality-wise, like not like guys you'd want to get rid of for personal reasons, as far as I can tell. They seem like fairly comparable players. Like Keith was probably one of, if not the best, eighty carry in academy. Definitely's done very well in academy since he's been there. Both of them have looked pretty mediocre when playing on the LCS stage. So they're both kind of like gatekeeper eighty carries. I just don't see what like what the benefit for anyone was really. Nobody seems like they got a big like star in the rough here and nobody seems like they got screwed it's just like well now your academy team has the other really good ad carry from academy and ours has this one i don't know yeah so yeah, I, it doesn't I've... make sense because no i was gonna say just because ggs is trying to basically play fbi who's like their future superstar you know what i mean and c9 already has sneaky i mean i don't think he's gonna retire anytime soon but you know it i thought the trip was kind of weird as well yeah, I I kind of have a couple different theories. And apparently, so I'm in a couple discords, I'm reading Reddit, I'm reading Twitter, and the the general vibe I'm getting is that, like, getting Deftly was a way, way bigger upgrade. Like, people think Golden Guardians kind of got away with murder here. I, I don't know about... Or no, uh, Cloud, yeah, getting... Cloud I'm, I'm, back, I'm mixed up. Getting Deftly was, like, like Cloud9 kind of got away with murder here, like, totally fleece Golden Guardians... I guess if you look at them as two comparable players and just the age difference, because Keith, I think, is like three years older, two or three years older. I can look, like, I'll check in a second. But he's been around for a while. There's some, like, you know, wear and tear and everything. But I, I agree, like, with John. Like, they're comparable players. To me, this seems like maybe a situational, like, maybe definitely didn't want to be in Academy. And yeah. Keith, and Keith was just, like, down for whatever. Yeah, I mean, if Keith's, if, if Defley's not going to be in Academy, like if you think that Sneaky's retiring and they're going to replace him with Defley. That's the other angle we, we didn't talk about, but yeah. But if they're both just going to play for the Academy squads, like I don't really see any reason to bring up Defley over Sneaky 
and I don't think that I would play Keith over FBI. So I just I think it feels like they're both just going to end up being the Academy 80 carry for the other team, and that's what they were already doing. So I just don't know what they were trying to achieve. Was one of these Academy teams like doing a lot better than the other? Like, is goal, are they both good? Cloud Academy Nine teams? Academy is like Cloud Nine Academy is by far the best team in Academy. Yeah, with Keith. So now they'll have depth. Yeah, but is Golden Guardians Academy that bad? No, they're pretty good too. Cloud Nine's the best, but Gold, but Golden Guardians is doing well. Like this, it it really is just bizarre, right? It's just a weird. Yeah. This feels like the kind of trade you would see if one of the guys had a bad personality and his team was trying yeah, to get rid of exactly. a guy with a bad personality. But that, but I've heard only like really good things about both these guys. So I don't know, maybe there's something behind the scenes, but I don't get it. Uh, my gut is telling me that Defley's just pissed that he's not in the LCS. I, I can't confirm that. I'll never know. It would be nice to be a fly on the wall in the room when this happened, but or that maybe sense. or maybe their management kind of senses that. And yeah, that's they that reached sense. out to see what it really they could, could be. For definitely, it really could be definitely just being like, "This team has done me wrong." Like, I don't, it's not about the fact that I'm playing an academy, but it's this team did me wrong, going to get a backup AD carry and replacing me. And so, I don't really want to be a part of this organization. I guess it could be that. There's a level of like acid that builds up with that kind of thing. Like, I mean, you see it in professional sports all the time, where like a a player is willing to take one bad beat or one bad situation. He'll be like, okay, all right, I'm going to remain a professional and do this. But if it starts adding up and over, and the, people like to act like they don't forget that stuff, but it definitely it definitely stings, and it definitely sits with them for a while. And maybe that's the case here. And their their management was like, okay, he's disgruntled. I, I just want to wipe my hands of this situation before it gets worse. So I think it was like kind of a horizontal move for both. I mean, this could end up being a situation where it works out well for both, too. Maybe both guys want the change of pace. Keith is – I kind of think uh, – I think definitely more upside on definitely just for the age. But, like, he, really, he's been in the league now for long enough that, like, uh, he probably is what he is. Maybe he's got some room for growth. I don't know. Chris and Cal, what do you guys think of this? Um, This is strange to me because uh, when I was talking with Aaron and the episode should drop sometime tomorrow, he this uh, – we were t- speculating that this was – Sort of like a package deal, you know, moving Huhi up because he played well, not so much as FBI being a great uh, player to move up to the LCS stage, but because uh, Huhi deserved his shot and they came in as a bot laner duo. And for my thinking was maybe they would eventually put Defly back in, but from this move, it sounds like Defly doesn't see that he'll go back to being part of the, the main group, so... This this seems like a permanent move then for Golden Guardians to have uh, maybe bench Ole to, or put Ole on Academy, which he wasn't doing that great anyways, uh, and just having moving forward having FBI and um, who he up there and yeah so yeah so this is might be the, the iteration of a Golden Guardians we'll see going forward and I don't have to worry about subs which is a great thing for me it's a great thing. True, true. Uh, yeah. Anything else on this one? It's just a weird kind of. It's probably I don't know. We're probably making a bigger deal out of it than it actually is. It's probably just like a horizontal move for both sides. Could be. I don't know for sure at all what their contracts are, but it could be a contract. Could be a money issue. Definitely might be worth way more money than Keith, and they might be wanting to try to dump some money since Definitely was in the LCS. It could be a money dump and. I guess it makes sense from that perspective. If Deathly's getting paid a lot more than Keith, then Golden Guardian says, we already have our AD carry of the future, 
So let's get rid of Defley, who has a big contract. And Cloud9 says, we think Defley has a higher like potential ceiling than Keith, so we'll pick up Defley as a possible replacement yeah, for it ends up being we'll like a, it ends up being like a low risk, like reasonable upside play. Yeah, that makes sense. If that's what it is, that if, makes if, sense. If the money's not an object to you, which Cloud Nine, you know, in most of their 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 uh, organizations, that's been the case where like you you know they're not afraid to throw money around. You yeah, haven't heard a lot about pay. it, but they're a very successful esports organization, and they clearly have a lot of money. They're doing they're yeah. doing things right, so. That makes some sense. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that like we, we get in pro sports that we just don't know in esports, like contracts. Like sometimes we get information, not always, but sometimes we do. But kind of like pro sports in the same way. Like we, if, if someone's disgruntled, we're never going to hear about it unless they come out and say something, right? So, a uh, couple other things. So we have Acadian announces the full time starter for TSM. I don't think this surprises anyone. That probably needed to happen. I was really surprised they ever brought Grig back. I'll be honest with you. Like, maybe you guys disagree with me on this. This doesn't move the needle at all for me. No, not at all. Like, I think I'll give TSM credit because they've, they've looked like the second best team in the NA since Rift Rivals. And I totally thought it would be the opposite. I thought this team would crash and burn. Well, not crash and burn. I thought this team would come back, you know, dragging a little bit. But they haven't. They've looked really, really good. They're sharp and... Maybe it's because of that, but I don't they know. They threw pretty hard to Cloud9. Yeah, I know, weekend, I know, but, but that was a lot other of than that. It's also Cloud9. Yeah. And if we yeah, think Cloud9's like clearly. See, I still have Cloud9 like in their own tier below Team Liquid and above everybody else. Yeah, I think now, I think TSM's made a good argument to be in the same tier with Cloud9, yeah, but that's about all. Yeah, Cloud9 is like, pretty bad after Rift Rivals. Yeah, if anything, there's now nobody in that tier, and Cloud9 is just downgraded to the yeah. next tier, right? And Liquid just stays where they're at. I don't know. Yeah, uh, th- this doesn't really do too much for me, but it'll be nice for DFS to know that Acadian is just going to be the jungler, so that'll be good to know. Uh, I don't know. I I do think Acadian's better. It's not by that much, but uh, this, like I said, this doesn't move the needle at all that much. So, TSM has looked good with or without Good jungle play, to be honest. Uh, For me, at the least, uh, at the least, it might be a bit more of a confidence booster for Acadian to know that he doesn't have to like worry about being benched again. But that's just the. I'm surprised he wasn't the salty one. I would have been salty if I took my team to the finals and got a two-zero lead on Team Liquid, and then they're like, "We're gonna bring back Greg for a little bit." Like, I'd be, I'd be pretty tilted. (laughs) Maybe that did happen. Legit, like this could be the same as the Deathly thing. We're just not hearing about it. Like they're going, maybe they're being they're being professionals and going to management with it instead of going to Twitter or Reddit or whatever, you know. Uh, so one other thing, another thing that just broke. Uh, I want to say broke from Zing, but Zing wrote a really uh, Zing the, at Zing the Lee wrote a really really good article about this because apparently it broke on Rush's stream that Rush was talking about talking with Jensen about going back to Korea and mentioned that he wasn't going alone and that Gorilla was going with him. And, you know, we can speculate, but you can watch the video yourself. Uh, I'll put, I'll put a link to Zing's article in the uh, show notes. Uh, as long as he's cool with it, I got to ask him. And, um, yeah, he's, yeah, I'm sure he'll be cool with it. But, uh, so I'll, if you kind of watch the video, he, he kind of acts like he didn't, 
he tries to make it act like he was being like joking or something, but he very clearly and obviously like leaked something and he probably wasn't supposed to say. That's the way it appeared to me. So Russian gorilla leaving to go back to Korea apparently. Uh didn't say when uh that I know of. So I'm going to parlay this into our next segment, which is going to be listener questions, because Zing had a really good proposition, and this is what his article was about, which was, KT Rolster seems like an awfully good fit for these two, right? I don't know if it does. I don't know if Rush... I don't know if Rush is a a top-league quality player anymore. So, I agree with that, but I'm just going to... I'll put put it this way, right? So, these two both have at least some history with KT Rolster in the past and it might make sense for them to go back to it, which is, I think the angle Zing was writing from. So Zing asked us, he's like, do you think KT would be better with Russian gorilla? If that happens, I don't think they'll be better if that happens for a couple reasons. Um, one, I, I think the problem with KT rollster is a coaching issue more than anything else. And maybe, I'm not going to say this for Rush because Rush historically has not been, I would say, a smart player in professional play. He's a great solo queue player, obviously. Has not had a great track record on stage. Gorilla has been, at least in the past, has been a very, very smart player. Uh, you could make arguments against, you know, against that in his time on Misfits so far. Uh, as chronicled by Papa Smithies, <laughs> Gorilla tweets to the best. But... I don't think if I don't think it changes anything for KT Rolster because KT Rolster to me their 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 issue is is coaching and strategic issues, not individual play issues. Now sometimes it has been individual play issues during the spring; it was the bottom lane, but we see now even with Prey on this team, things haven't changed. Right? They still have the same problems. So I don't think it would change anything. I don't think KT would be better. I think I think if KT brought those two in and replaced you know Umti or Score and uh, what's his name with Gorilla? If if the new roster was Smeb, Rush, BDD, Prey, and Gorilla, maybe it's good because you have Prey and Gorilla back together. But I, I honestly, I don't. Th- I think I think it's the same or worse. Imagine if Han Sama went with Gorilla to KT. I don't I'm know. Are you, are you saying Han Sama is better than Prey? Yes. Oh my god. Dude. Yeah, Hansan is probably better than Prey. Right now, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right now. Alright, right now I'll give you that they're equal, maybe Hansam is better. Because I, I don't think Prey's about, actually think... been that bad. Prey's had like a bad game or two. And there was so... like the first few games he played when he came back. But he's been he again, he hasn't been the players haven't been the issue on KT. I don't I do think the bot lane on KT is the a bit of a liability. But I think if it's me, I would pick up Gorilla if I was KT, but I would not pick up Rush. I think Score and Umpty are both better than Rush. There's an argument for Score being the best jungler of all time. Like, dead serious. Yeah. I, I think Score and Umpty are both better than Rush. Picking up Gorilla, because he has a history with Prey, has some value, I think. And also... I think Gorilla, and I did not used to think this, but recently I'm starting to think this. I think Gorilla is like the kind of player who's going to excel in the Korean style League of Legends, which I know they're they're changing right now, but he has struggled 
at international tournaments, and his teams have struggled at international tournaments, and he struggled in Europe, but he didn't struggle against everybody in Europe. He struggled against aggressive teams in Europe, the most aggressive early game teams he would always struggle with. And at international events, they would struggle with aggressive teams that played a more aggressive style. And so he might be better off uh, playing in Korea where some of the teams are a little bit less aggressive. Like, I don't think Misfits had any problem beating the Rogues and XLs of the world for the most part, like the slow teams that weren't doing anything for a long time. It was mostly the, like, they just never had any shot against Fnatic and G2 and the, like, aggressive early game teams. So I don't know. If I'm KT, I think I pick up Gorilla and I don't pick up Rush. And I just see if Gorilla makes a difference in my bot lane. Yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of affinity for, for Rush in the league community just because he's a big time streamer and he's a good streamer. He's a great streamer. He's a great solo queue player. And I think people like his personality. He's good. He's great. He's got an infectious personality. He's a really good, generally positive personality. And I think people like him. So they just want him to be good more than he has been good. Right. I feel exactly that way. I even like rush just from seeing yeah, it too. stuff. He's hilarious and everything he says is funny. And I really like the guy, but I, yeah, I've never been impressed with him as a stage yeah, he's, player. He's a good player. He just hasn't been a great stage player. That's all. Like, I don't. I could see him going back to Korea, and maybe playing in Challenger Korea, and then maybe if he figures it out. And I mean, he's still pretty young, if I remember right. I'm gonna look this up right now. I'm pretty sure he's still young. Well, nobody. Oh no, he's not. He's 26. Old. Never mind. He's old. <laughs> Nobody's ah. old. Even Lemonation's only like 27 or something. The here's guys. the th- here's the thing though. I mean, like we have Joker playing in Korea right now. He's 29. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I think honestly that might get that might we might start seeing people in their like mid 20s be more successful as time goes on. I agree. Uh, I, I have this has always been a massive massive beef of mine. I could go into this as its whole separate topic, but the whole like you're too old thing in esports is way, way, way overstated for League of Legends specifically. For League and Dota and any kind of, like, non... Obviously, there's mechanical demand in these games, but this isn't StarCraft. This isn't a fighting game. This isn't a shooter. Where the mechanical demand and reflexes are way, way more important. I think those other games might see a shift, too, because, like, think about it this way. So, in baseball, or, like, let me use MMA because that's a sport that I know a fair bit about. In MMA... The best fighters are usually between, like, not all the time, obviously, but usually between, like, the ages of 28 and 31, like, somewhere right there, because it's guys who have had a long time to practice, so they're towards, like, the end of their 20s, but they've also, yeah, they've had a lot of, they're still close enough to their physical peak, but they've had a lot of experience, and they're very smart. With League, one of the reasons, well, all esports, one of the reasons that younger people was always where it was, is those were the people that had been playing for a really long time and were still and had the time to do it. Like they didn't have to go out and get jobs. They were guys that had just played five straight years of playing League of Legends every single day. And now they're 19 years old and they went straight into being pros. But I think you'll start being seeing people like guys that are currently in the LCS. They've been doing that since they were 13. And I don't think they're going to get a year older and just lose their ability to play the game. Yeah. I think it just gets over. I think the whole like your reflexes go down after 24, which like. It, Whatever, it is true. It doesn't make as big a difference as people think. Like, especially well, I, for, like, League, and especially for MOBAs in particular, yeah, it like, your age can affect your ability to practice longer, which I think is the biggest factor more than anything else, is that maybe there's some wear and tear. Like, if these guys that have been doing this for 10 years, like, they just can't practice for 12 hours a day. Maybe they can only practice for six now. 
uh, tendonitis, carpal tunnel, like that kind of thing. I think that has a bigger effect on things than like the whole reflex argument that everybody always points to. Coming and, coming from an esports experience of playing competitive and going to events, it does it's 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 taxing. I think practice is the most taxing part because scrimming is probably the most boring thing, but you have to do it. You know, and then after scrimming. You know, for eight hours, seven hours, how many, you know, and then you go over film for another two hours, you know what I mean? So it's just, people don't see the, like, how much taxing it really is to just the mental focus and then just to your body, you know, just from watching the screen for 12 hours a day. Well, I think you can, you can attest to this too, Calvin, because you've, you've played, you've played first person shooters competitively at like a reasonably high level, right? So, yeah. I think in in first person shooters, it's that to me first person shooters are like the apex of like the reflex argument, right? Yeah. Where you do need you just need those twitch reflexes. So much of the game is about that. Compare, I, I don't want to say it's all about that, but like more a, a larger percentage of those games is about that and your mechanics than say League of Legends, right? Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So or like Starcraft. Starcraft, there's a high mechanical demand, right? Especially for like like Brood War, like old Starcraft, right? There's a higher mechanical demand in that situation. So, in those cases, yes, maybe the age matters, right? But in MOBAs in particular, I mean, I always point to Fear in Dota, who's like I think he's 31 now, uh, isn't really playing anymore. But you know, up until like a year ago or two years ago, he was playing competitively, like, and he's one of the best players in the world, and he was 29, 30 years old. So. Look I mean, in Counter Strike too. Yeah. Olaf Meister. Yeah. yeah, how old's Olaf? AW, all those guys that have been around. Those guys have been around quite a while. None of those guys are on the right side of twenty five, esports wise. Yeah, you know? I, so, I just think like the, the TLDR on this whole thing is I think the, I think the age thing is way way overrated or it's way way overstated. I'll say, like it matters. It's 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 a factor, but it's not as big a factor as people think. Uh, damn, we got that, that was a hard digression. <laughs> we'll do. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's do, we'll do, I have to do, we'll do another listener question here. So, uh, this is from Roberts 49 at Roberts 49 or Roberts number 49. He says, uh, when you say that's a bit rich, how are you typically arriving at this, uh, quote unquote correct line? Uh, I think he's referring to when we say, I'm trying to think of a number, for example, a line's a little, yeah, lines, yeah, a little when we rich. say a line's a little bit rich, uh, basically some people literally do this where they'll literally like we will we'll actually make numbers or or have ratings where we determine a differential like a difference between two teams and arrive at I think this team is 55% chance to win or I think this team is 62% chance to win and then you can figure out the implied odds from the line you say or from the line you see right so when i say it's a bit rich right like i might be saying like a line trying to think of let's look at one from this week's slate just to break in right uh so omg minus 244 against vici plus 178 right it's kind of a bad example because they're two like kind of bad teams but uh i would say this is a bit rich for me to bet omg as money line i do think omg is going to win this series but minus 244 implies uh minus 244 is a 70.93 chance of victory and i don't think it's that high I think it's probably closer to like sixty forty, because as as optimistic as I am about OMG, they're still not that great a team yet. So, I don't know. Maybe you guys disagree. Like, do you think this line's rich or no? 
I already bet OMG. I, I think OMG's line's fair. Okay. All right. So John disagrees with me, but th- anyway, that's that's what we mean when we say that. Uh, so uh, Roberts had another question specifically for John. He said, "How's the background in poker help you understand LOL slash DFS betting?" This is a good question. Um, there's a few different things that I think correlate pretty well. Um, ownership in DFS uh, is very similar to pot odds for me in poker, which is trying to figure out how much I'm risking. In, in poker, that would be if the pot is $10 and someone bets a dollar, that makes the total pot $11 and I have to pay $1 to call, which means I only need to win one in 11 times to make that a profitable call. That's very, very similar to how you should be looking at ownerships in DFS is first place in this tournament is $1,000. It's going to cost me $30 to enter it. I mean, this is not a real tournament, obviously, but it costs cost me $30 to enter. First prize is 1000 I need to win this tournament one in X times in order to be profitable. You can also count in the fact that you're occasionally going to make other cash. 3% of the time. Yeah, you're, you're going to cash other times as well, so you could have to factor that in. But that that's how you decide how to make profitable long-term GPP lineups, as far as I'm concerned. Um, the other thing that I think is really important is the way that you manage your bankroll in poker is very similar to how you need to manage your bankroll in DFS and betting. Um, one of the biggest mistakes, and I think I probably talked about it before, but one of the biggest mistakes people make in DFS and betting <clears throat> is betting way too much of their bankroll at a time. Uh, it's very common in poker uh, that you should never that you shouldn't be risking more than one percent of what your bankroll is when you, whenever you play a given a given game or a given sit and go or given tournament of some yeah, kind. That's, that's not per like hand, that's like per sit yeah, down. Like, not yeah, per, per sitting hands, down. You yeah, know. you should be yeah having like one percent of your bankroll in play or two percent of your bankroll in play. And what I think people don't realize, and this is something you just learn as a life lesson from poker, is the best players in the world go on huge losing streaks. Like losing streaks that you're like that you would not imagine the best players in the world go on, and so when people get into DFS or betting or poker, their thought is, if it cost me a hundred dollars to buy into this game, and I got a thousand dollars in my bankroll, that should be no problem because like I'm not going to lose ten times in a row if I'm better than these guys, <clears throat> but that's just not the case at all. You're going to lose way more than that on occasion. Um, I had downswings in poker that were like literally forty to fifty thousand dollars. And I would I would win a huge tournament and just break even all the losing that I've been doing in the last like three weeks. Yeah. And like I played tournaments, which is a big like a big difference from the way some people play poker. They play cash games and stuff, which are more consistent. But that's something to get used to, and it's something that's really important for DFS and betting is knowing how you should be allocating your bankroll so that you don't just go on a losing streak and lose all your money, which is what happens to tons of people. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of good uh, write-ups about Caligriteria and all this other, like all these different um, backroll management strategies that uh, I would recommend looking into because, yeah, the the, the one, like the $100 and $1,000 buy, like uh, bankroll argument is really, really funny because it's like, you're like, oh yeah, I'm not going to lose 10 in a row. Yeah, yeah, you will. You could do everything right and lose You 10 really will. I had, like I say, I had streaks. I was playing poker like 16 hours a day online when I played, and I had streaks of three weeks where I didn't have a profitable day. And like I say, I was playing MTTs, which are the highest variance kind of poker, but still, I yeah, three weeks where I was playing 16 hours a day, 35, 40, 50 tournaments a day, and didn't make money a single day for three weeks. So that's like hundreds and hundreds of tournaments. Yeah, and the same thing with happens. the events. You can... Ouch. 
you can definitely go on streaks where you're going to lose for long periods of time, even though you're not doing anything wrong. That's the biggest, like hardest thing for people to get used to. And that's the last thing that I would say that is a good crossover is understanding that just because you lost doesn't mean you did something wrong. And just because you won doesn't mean you did something right. Don't be results oriented. The biggest, biggest thing to learn in poker is just because I lost a hand doesn't mean I did something wrong in it. And just because I won a hand doesn't mean I'm a super genius. I might've just gotten very lucky and people have a very, very hard time understanding that in betting DFS Solo all the Q. time. Yeah. I mean, all the time I make a post where I'm like, hey, I think CLG is going to win this game. I like their draft. And then if they lose, people message me and they're like, like CLG lost, you idiot. Like, like that doesn't mean that it doesn't mean it was a bad bet. If their draft was good and CLG had things set up correctly, you can make a good bet and lose. Like that, that stuff happens. Dude, we we should do we can do like that. We can do results oriented thinking as its own opening topic. Yeah, we time. should because I, I I actually wrote a really good article that got a really kind of like was the first major good post that I had on my blog that I referenced to people that I was teaching people that I, I put it up on Reddit. I got a ton of views on it. This was like six, seven years ago. Uh, yeah. And that's what it is. It's don't be results oriented. Just because it's, it's about the process. I mean, we had, we had a situation this week, right? You'll, when you hear us talk about like a bet that we, we were wrong about that we'll admit we were wrong about. It wasn't about the team. It was about the process and about the evaluation, right? Like, a lot of times I'll be mad at myself for missing or for for missing on a bet because I put too like I was too confident or I overvalued my stance or position on it, right? Where I might have bet 5 units on it when it should have been a 1 unit wager and I was just overconfident in that way and the weight was wrong or the process was wrong or I didn't factor in this thing. When we usually get upset about a wager or about uh, or something like that, it's not it's not about who, whether it was right or wrong. It's about whether the process was correct. The result you can't control. It's just going to be what it is, right? And we had it just yesterday, right? Um, or was it this morning? OMG played this morning. OMG played this morning, right? Like I, I don't, yes. I do yes. not regret at all, at all putting. I put two units on OMG to take a game this morning. I think that was the correct bet. I wouldn't take that back. I don't think anything was wrong with it. Just because it didn't work out doesn't mean it was wrong, right? Just think about it this way. This is the easiest analogy. <clears throat> Whoever you think the best pitcher in baseball is, like the absolute best pitcher in baseball, have they lost this year? Why would that ever happen? If they were the best pitcher in baseball, they should never lose, right? Because this is professional they're the baseball. Best. They should never lose. <laughs> and the other teams are going to oh, paid to play baseball, too. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes the best pitcher throws a ball that ends up in a home run. That's how it goes. Like that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have said before that game started that he was the best pitcher in baseball, or that he ceased being the best pitcher in baseball because he threw three, you know, home runs that game. Yeah, things happen, man. You can't various, control those. Things. If this happened to be the game that you bet on Max Scherzer and he gave up ten runs, then that's what happens. Like, doesn't mean you shouldn't have bet on him. Exactly. Uh, well. Keep a couple more of these in the bank for next week. We do still have some more, but we are running low on listener questions, so feel free to ship those our way. Uh, I think without further ado, let's get into the slate, yeah? So, LCK, Friday. <laughs> we have SK Telecom, minus 3,333. Who could this possibly be against? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's not XL. It's not Echo Fox. I just want to say about this line, Bovada, this is this juice is absurd. Yeah, yeah. You I cannot know. have one team be negative three thousand three hundred and thirty three and have the other team be plus nine hundred. 
Like the other team needs to be at least plus two thousand or something. If I you're going to make SKT minus three thousand something. What's the what's the line on Bavada? Just out of curiosity, like two thousand and like twelve hundred or something like that. Let me look. I'll tell you in a second. This is just crazy though. But it seems like they don't want people to bet on this game. <laughs> is it more yeah. electronical? You sound, you sound like you sound. a man. <laughs> you said your voice just got like way deeper. SKT's minus twenty five hundred. And Jyn Air is plus 900. So it's the same thing. They're just boosting the crap out of this line on everything. All right, so the point point being the spread's huge. Yeah. Uh, I'm not – so I already wrote up on this. I haven't released the blog post yet. I already wrote up on this, um, and I'll give you guys a bit of a spoiler on it uh, because the listeners get that because you guys are awesome. I am heavy, heavy duty – maxed out on both map one and map two, the under time and the under kills. So I already wrote up on this, and I'll explain this to you guys too. So in SKT's, let me just pull this up because I actually have it right here. In in SKT's last six games, I'm going to read the, the game times off for SKT's last six games. 41 8 30-38, 26-37, 27-53, 30-39, 25-57. That's Telecom's last three matches against Gen.G, Hamwa Life, and KT Rolster. Right, the kills in those games were fifteen to three, eleven to four, fourteen to three, eleven to two, eleven to one, and eleven to five. So that's eighteen, fifteen, seventeen, thirteen, twelve, sixteen. The over under on kills in this game is eighteen and a half. The over under on time is thirty one minutes. I am maxed out on both for maps one and maps two because Gin Air is even worse than those teams. And SKT are in a spot right now where, one, because of the the bad start that they had this season, they absolutely need to be taking care of business, and I totally, fully expect them to just run Gen Air over. SK Telecom haven't been playing. They they look like a different team since Rift Rivals. Honestly, they do. So I I don't think they're going to mess around with this. I don't think they're going to punt this. Everyone's going to point to, oh, man, SK Telecom Gen Air series are always like long game clown fiestas. That's not going to happen this time. They're just going to blow them out of the water. So, uh, 31 minutes, 18 and a half kills. I'm actually going under on both in this situation. Since this line is basically unbettable, uh, even the spread is minus 500 plus. So, I'm not touching that. I am going to get in on the under, both the unders. Uh, I think the, I think I got it at minus 125 on the time and minus 109 on the kills. So, you're going to have a little bit, probably people on the same idea. But this is, like, simultaneously a trend thing and just the situation, like, it's SKT versus Gen Air. Anything else <laughs> to say here? Say really, right? But there, I gave I gave people some number back up this time because I'm I'm not a huge I'm not a I I look at metrics, but I'm not huge on relying solely on metrics uh, for my wagers. It's just something that guides it. But in this case, the the trend was so clear that it's just obvious, right? Uh, next up, we have Africa minus two ninety four. Against KT Rolster, plus 210. The Afrika minus 1.5 is at plus 102. I'm heavy on Afrika to sweep this as well. I'm liking the plus, or the minus 1.5. Calvin, are you, why are we agreeing? Calvin, we never... I've become an LCK believer after this week of LPL games, so... <laughs> been heavily, heavily diving into the LCK bonds. Afrika's real, dude. I, I... They are real. And KT is not. <laughs> so, 
you have any worry about uh, Afrika being a a higher variance team than some of these other teams? I, I don't because of all right. So I think teams kind of they yes they've been a higher variance team over the course of this season, but I don't think that's because of how they play. I think it's just because of how it, it, things have turned out. Right. This is again like not being results oriented. Right. Where I don't think. The games, the situations where Freak has gone to three games, like they haven't lost to bad teams. Like they haven't been punting games to bad teams. I'm going to look this up real fast. One second. So they lost a game to Jin Air, Sandbox, King Zone, and SK Telecom, and Griffin. Every other team that they've won 2 0 or lost 2 0. Now, admittedly, they lost 2 0 to Gen G. Uh, <laughs> that's a little ugly. And they lost two out of damn one, which no one's going to fault them for. They swept Jinair. They swept KT Rolster. They swept Hanwha. I don't see any reason why that wouldn't happen again. I actually have already put this bet in. I like, I'm like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm already – I'm five units on this already. I already, I already put it in because I don't think this line's going to stay there. I think it's going to go up, and it's going to end up getting minus 1.5 at, like, minus 120 or something like that. And I'd rather take the plus money on it. So, yeah, I think this one's easy. Yeah. I guess you could point to the fact that KT's looked a little bit better recently, but like they're they're the same team. They just because they've won a couple games doesn't mean that they've changed at all. I don't know. Somebody talk me off the ledge here. I was just putting the bet in myself as we were as we're podcasting. There you go, Chris, Cal, anything? Nothing new. I think you guys covered. Yeah, covered it pretty well. Uh, next up on Saturday, we have Griffin minus 167, Damwon plus 124, the Griffin minus 1.5 is at plus 161. This is a really, really intriguing game because we have – so we have Damwon coming off a loss to Gen G that I don't think anybody in the universe saw coming. Uh, they were coming in off a 10-game win streak, and Gen G just put the hammer down and surprised them and just beat them, right? Uh, Griffin – have looked a little bit sketchy. They haven't looked as sharp as they normally do. Um, they haven't changed how they're playing, but they've been... I wrote about this last week going into the other series, but Griffin have been... Griffin are a team that's, like, super patient, and really... I think Griffin are the most disciplined team on the planet. I think they're very they're very well coached. The players are very, very patient. And the last few series, they haven't looked that way. I don't know if it's boredom or what, but... They haven't looked themselves. Thoughts on this series? Little line variance, because I already bet this game, uh, but I got damn one at plus 180, which I thought was... damn one at plus 180? Which I thought was was well good enough. really good. I already already locked in that bet a couple days ago. All right, so I'll just say, because I'm I'm betting Griffin here, and... But at plus 180, I'm betting damn one, (laughs) so that's not... Uh, That's why I mean that, the line variance is a little weird. Yeah, that that value is obscene. Is that through Bavada? It was. I'm not sure what the odds oh, are right now for that game. Shit, that's insane. All right, so I, I'm on Griffin at minus 167 here. I, not only do I think they're going to be up for this game, uh, this and this has nothing to do with Damwon losing to Gen G either. I think Damwon's an excellent team. I think Damwon has a very good chance to represent Korea at Worlds. Uh. They're going to have to do some work to do that, but I think they have a very good chance of it. They look like the best. They look like one of the best teams in the Korea right now. They look like one of the best teams in the world right now. That Genji loss aside, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna 
<laughs> damn this team for one loss, right? I just think Griffin haven't been themselves, and I think Griffin will be better than they've been in the last two or three series. I've to- they, they just haven't looked like they've looked at all all year long in these last two series, and they've still almost won these series. So <laughs> I think I still think Griffin are an ex- they're an exceptional team. I think they're one of the best teams in the world. I think Dan One is as well, and and. I think I I just like Griffin more as a team. I think Griffin are going to have the discipline to to shut down Damwon and how they play. Uh, I think Griffin have the solo laners to match this, and I think Griffin understand how they've been exposed and are going to fix that. So I'm on Griffin, not for a lot. I think it's I think I have two units on it so far. So it's a moderate moderate wager on the Griffin money line for me. I agree with the Griffin call. I think that Griffin's going to come bounce back. I mean, they're just good players, smart players, coaches smart in general, and there is a way to beat Damwon. You know, even though Griffin has all his faults, I think there's a, a clear path to drafting against Damwon and then beating Damwon. So, and Grug said Griffin as a team is smart enough to know what to do. So, Chris, any thoughts on this one or no? Uh, I think when it comes to the DFS side, I won't play Griffin, but I will play Damwon for the off chance that they can win. I think this is these are two evenly or good good match. It'll be a good match to watch, uh, and I'm very curious to see who will stand out. Um, yeah, I actually do think I can give Damwon a chance to win. Yeah, I, I think that like this is more of like a me planting a flag kind of bet. To be honest with you, like this, I'm not getting any value in Griffin here. I don't think I'm just, I'm just, I'm betting Griffin because I actually think that they're just going to win. Like I'm just, it's just a side bet. Like I'm, I think it's like good enough that I'm going to take it. I'm not getting any value with it. If as a matter of fact, the, the value is probably in damn one here. If you consider these two teams evenly matched, uh, which I do, I just think Griffin's a little bit better and, I like Griffin more, so there we there we go. I said it. So, um, I mean, when are you going to get Griffin at minus one sixty seven? That's a really good point. But anyway, uh, so we have King Zone another another really interesting match. So we have King Zone minus two twenty seven against Gen G plus one sixty seven. The King Zone minus one point five is at plus one twenty three. It is taking every ounce of strength in my body. Not to just stomp this the King's Own minus one point five here. It's taking every ounce of my Ooh. being. King, I... first of all, King's Own just sh- King's Own just shut down the damn like King's Own just be damn one too. Like again, like I'm not I'm not following damn one at all. Like King King's Own look unbelievably good right now, and. Gen G, yeah, Gen G have looked good for two series in a row now, but like, is that gonna? I can't let that affect how I've thought about Ginger for the like G- Genji for the entire series, like season. Ginger, Ginger, yeah. There we go. <laughs> I can't, I can't let that affect how I view Genji over the course of this entire calendar year. But Genji do this every year where they they just get hot in summer or they get hot for the the gauntlet, like the gauntlet run for worlds, right? So I'll toss this to you guys because I am forbidden from betting Genji for at least a little while. I've done that to myself. So I have a lot of thoughts on this series. Uh, to me, this is a slam dunk for King Zone, and I think we're actually getting a lot of value in King Zone here because of the recent performance of Gen G. But uh, maybe you guys disagree. It's exactly how I feel. 
I've already bet uh, locked in the bet on King Zone minus 1.5. This feels like a way more valuable bet than the last series we were talking about. <clears throat> really like the value here. Cal, what about you? Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you guys on this one. I was, I was looking at it. No, I, I, no, I looked at it before the show, and there's actually a, not too many, like, underdogs or, like, that I really like. And so there's, I'm finding different edges on uh, value picks on betting. So I do like the minus 1.5 King Zone. I, maybe today's the day that Gen G stops being unreal. Uh, who knows, So. Well, that, that's the other angle to this, which is if if Gen G just gets stomped, because they play tomorrow, right? Yeah, if, if they just get stomped, uh, who do they play tomorrow? I forget. It's, um, they play Sandbox tomorrow. Sandbox, morning. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's totally within the realm of possibility for Sandbox to just run Gen G over. I know Sandbox right. haven't looked great in, like, they didn't look great in their last series, but that's an easy enough thing to fix. They had they had two bad drafts. They had one one abysmal, unforgivably bad draft. But like, would it surprise anyone to see Sandbox come out and just smash Gen G in like under sixty minutes tomorrow? No, not at all. Nope. Not no. at all. So here's the thing, right? If that happens, you're gonna lose a lot of the line value here, and this is probably gonna go to King Zone minus one point five at like minus one ten all of a sudden instead of plus one twenty three. Right, and the money line is going to go probably up to like three fifty or four hundred or whatever. So, I think if you like, if you think King Zone is a farce, or if you think King Zone, or no, if you think Gen G is a farce, not King Zone. If you think Gen G is a farce and that they've just gotten hot for a couple series or whatever, and that it's the run is over, and you think that, bet King Zone now. Because King Zone is a really good team, like a legitimately good team, like a, like a, they're going to be a world's contender team, right? So if you believe in that, bet bet King Zone now before they get smashed tomorrow morning. Yep, that's any exactly other, how I feel. Already locked it in. Any other thoughts on this? And I'll put this out on Twitter just in case you don't get to listen to this beforehand. So, um, Sunday we have Afrika minus fourteen twenty nine against Jin Air plus five ninety one. Poor Jin Air, man. Poor Nothing Jin-Air. you can really do with Jin Air games. I really uh, want Jin Air to win so bad. I do too. It's like so just bad. for the feels goods, you know. Yeah. But but I, I, I am I am including this Africa minus one point five in parlays, but I'm not betting it straight up. Like in in like bigger parlays for lower stakes, I'm I'm including this as just you know to tack on. Because uh, minus two eighty six is a little too much for me. Yep, I want to get blown out by a fluke trying to. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm probably gonna bet this come Sunday. We'll see. Not much to talk about here. Uh, sandbox minus seven fourteen against Hamwa Life plus four eighteen. Sandbox minus one point five is at minus one ninety two. Not betting this. So, one. I, Sandbox should two zero this, but the the let's play devil's advocate here and like, what's the pro Hamwa Life side here? Anybody go for it. So Hanwha Life is like Gen Air 2.0 at the moment. I'm I'm cleaning up betting minus 1.5 against Hanwha Life, so I don't see much reason to to change that. I'll probably just bet the minus 1.5 again. Yeah, I, I if Sandbox know. loses to Gen G badly, maybe you consider not doing it. Well, I would suck. Then again, you yeah, ex- I agree. Like then again, if you if you wait for Gen G to lose or wait for Gen G to win, the, or 
beat Sandbox. Yeah, you could just get extra value on it. Yeah, yeah maybe. I know this is kind of a wait and see, unless you're on the side of Han. If you just think Hanwha's going to randomly take a game here, do it now, because I think Sandbox is probably going to crush Genji tomorrow. I don't know. This is bettable. I'll probably bet the Sandbox minus 1.5, because Hanwha's bad. They're, they're like very bad. bad. I actually they're don't really think they're that much Jin-Air. worse than Jin Air. And I've said, I said this last week. I like that Jin Air at least have an identity and they're trying to be something. Hanwha, like, I don't know what Hanwha wants to be. I don't think Hanwha know what they want to be. Like, Jin Air is going through all these different players, but you know what the one thing Jin Air is trying to do? They're trying to get early leads and abuse the fact that their laners have been actually surprisingly good. Like, wh- whoever is jungling for Jin Air, it's usually been Malrong, right? Malrong is like, aggressive he's trying to get things done they're trying to snowball leads they just don't know how to close a game they are they are getting leads though hanwa it's like sometimes they play scaling and then the next game they come out and do something different and they don't look good doing anything so i don't know i'm not gonna say Hanwha's worse than jen air because i don't think they are but like they're right there with them they're just as bad so these are they're a shadow of spring in spring i i had some hope for for hanwa and now i think they're basically just jen air yeah these two so Hanwha is actually technically tied with KT Rolster right now. So that's going back to Friday. That's the pro KT Rolster argument is that they're, they're hungry for some wins right now because they got to avoid relegation. Cause theoretically they could avoid, they, they could be relegated over Hanwha, right? Cause Hanwha's got the same record as them right now. Uh, that said, I think KT probably take care of both Hanwha and Jin Air. I don't think KT is a good team, but I think they're significantly better than those two or enough better that, I don't think KT's getting relegated. It's it's going to be Jin Air and Hanwha. I think Hanwha maybe gets a series later this year against Jin Air, but that's it. This team's bad. Yep, that's pretty much how I feel. We're pretty much on the same page for a lot of stuff this week. Yeah, this is uh, the, the LCK this week is a lot of heavy favorites, and then you have the good match between Griffin and Damwon, which is going to be the popcorn game Saturday morning. Uh, anything else in the LPL or LCK? Let's go to the LPL. Uh, LPL, we have. OMG minus 244 against Vici plus 178. The OMG minus 1.5 at plus 118. Cited this one in the example earlier, but uh, thoughts on this one? I'll pass to you guys. Uh, why is OMG minus 244? I just don't know why they keep changing the roster. It's just the most <laughs> tilting thing. The jungle is not a problem. I don't know why they're playing Guo Guo. Icon's fine. And. I don't know, man. It's just I go OMG here to win, but are you gonna pay minus two forty four though? No, I'm not gonna pay minus two forty four. I think I might. God. I think the minus. I know as bad as it sounds. I I I I really do like the one point minus one point five. I think VG's just bad this year. Vici's not gonna. You don't think Vici's gonna like treat this as their Super Bowl? No, I feel like against good teams though they do step up for some reason. But against bad teams, they're just. They're just bad. They just they just don't play the same. So like, I'm trying to think of the nope. Provici side here, and I just I can't come up with it. Like Southwind I think they're I think they lose every just... lane. Southwind and Puff can I think Southwind is probably the best player on the team. Um, yeah, but that's really yeah. I mean, lane for lane, they're not gonna beat OMG. Maybe uh... I think I think this has been OMG's best season in a in a while. Yeah. Like they've played competitive matchups against better teams. They've beaten some some other like higher quality teams, and they've played very competitive matchups. I think I think OMG's a lot better than VG. 
I do. I'm with Kelvin though. I wish they would stop just randomly swapping all their players around all the time. But I, I like OMG quite a lot. Minus two forty four is a lot, but I actually already paid the minus two forty four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's. I I do agree. Like I think OMG. Maybe not after this morning, just because it's going to be tough for them to do it at this point. But before this morning, even like I, I was hopeful for this team to maybe challenge for a playoff spot in the LPL. So really, if you th- if you think about it that way, I shouldn't be hesitating to fire on this, right? Because v- Vici is the worst team in the LPL. Do we all agree there? Yeah, yes. definitely. Like, are they like def like they're de- are they definitely? Is there anybody that's in the same ballpark as them? Not really. Because I think Rogue Warriors have actually looked okay recently. Like, cons- I said they've looked okay for a bad team. They're not good either, but I think they've differentiated themselves. They would be Vichy. Right? Yeah, I think Rogue like, Warriors are way better than Vichy. So, like, I'm trying to think of, like, who, so we have, like, like Dominus is better than Vichy, right? Mm-hmm. By, like, a good margin, even though... LGD is, like, the other team that you can maybe try an argument for, LGD. But I, I think LGD is way better than Vichy, too. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I do end up firing on this, so I think we're all on VG, right? It's just a matter, of, or we're all on OMG. Uh, it's just yeah. a matter of whether you think the one point five minus one point five. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I bet the minus one point five. I'm not that brave. That's what should happen, I think. So maybe I. I'm just money line. I'm not going to bet the minus one point five. OMG's likely to drop a game. They're I don't too, know. About they're too inconsistent. I think. Yeah, they could they're, definitely lose a game here. Uh, next up, we have TOP minus 500 against LGD plus 320. Speaking of the other bad teams, uh, the TOP minus 1.5 is at minus 143. I've already put in a pretty hefty wager on the minus 1.5. Uh, we've talked a, we've talked a lot about TOP before and how they're like one of the our SK Telecom camp teams where they don't take games off against bad teams. Also, for what it's worth, we just saw a jung- an emergency jungle and support sub. Utterly smash, <laughs> almost to the point where like maybe we they might have like a like a controversy on hand. It actually night look, <laughs> dude, man, that temple of that game, I can't just I just can't deny it. It's just so nice to see like just the upside and just see night carry the team like hardcores. You know what I mean? Well, dude, Aki was so good. Like he, Chocho, well, was, Chucho, too. or was they were calling him Chocho? I think is how they pronounced it. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, Chocho and Aki, like they were both really good. They got the MVPs for these games. Like Aki was insane. I thought he was amazing. I know it's one. I know it's one series, but like for an emergency sub to step in and just dominate like that, I was like, damn. Yeah, he was very good. Makes you wonder if there's just some seniority stuff going on to keep their lineup the same. The only reason he hasn't been getting a shot is just the seniority stuff because he was very good. It's, and oh, you never know. It you just imp- it impressed me because like this is a situation where, and like XX is really good. Like the, like XX and Ben are both really really good players too. Like TOP is just a really good team. But it kind of like this is exactly the kind of spot where a good team would start subs, and unlike a team like RNG or EDG starting like Hope or something like that. Dude, after that performance, I kind of want to see them start, and I want to see these guys come in hungry and just smash a bad LGD team, and I think they would. So I'm all over the minus one, like minus one point five at minus one forty three. I'm I'm all in on it. Well, not all in, but I'm I'm a big wager, four or five unit wager. I'm including it in parlays. Like this is a slam dunk to me. I like it. TOP look good, man. If they're, yeah, yeah. they're, I they're mean, scary, dude. I mean, look. <laughs> We've talked a lot. We've talked at ad, ad, ad nauseum about JDG and how I think they're bad or whatever. But 
I mean, if TOP subs came in and just dominated JDG like that, then yeah, yeah. All right, so I don't want to see him at Worlds though. No, no. RNG, FPX, IG. I don't want to yeah. see anybody with those three teams at Worlds. I mean, here's the thing though: like if if RNG, I I do want to see RNG. You're right. <laughs> I almost <laughs> wouldn't mind. I I would prefer to see RNG, but I wouldn't mind seeing TOP at Worlds. I want to see Funplus and Invictus no matter what. Those two are a lock for me. That's who I want to see, and I think that's who will go. But I wouldn't mind seeing TOP. Like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Saturday, we have uh, Sooning minus 256 against Rogue Warriors plus 185. I'm going to say the Rogue Warriors plus 1.5 because I think that's the relevant number here. The Rogue Warriors plus 1.5 is at minus 156. I Rogue Warriors is the line. Yeah, I agree, John. I don't. I still don't believe in suiting it just yet. I'm just. I uh, Rogue Warriors is my live by the sword, die by the sword team this year. I bet Rogue Warriors in almost every match, and I've DFS them almost every Dude, slate. Holder's been, been good, man. Good. I still believe in Zong Wuji. I think this team is not as bad as they've looked, and so yeah, I'm uh, probably going to just bet their money line again. As long as they're not playing one of the super teams at the top of the table, I'm going to keep betting their money line. Yeah, I'm I'm with this. Like maybe not heavy, but I mean Sooning's a team that they could beat. Like th- to me this is like a this is like value because I think Sooning and Rogue Warriors are basically even. I know wow. that's like not going to maybe maybe Sooning's a little bit better, but we're getting crazy value on Rogue Warriors and Rogue Warriors are a team that we've seen Holder's been nuts, man. Like individually, he's been crazy, and Zamuji's like really, really good too. Like we we know that that hasn't changed, right? I think they have the players to just randomly run away with a game. So I love the plus one point five here, and I'm probably gonna be on the money. I'm I'm gonna do exactly what I did for OMG this morning. I think because I I think OMG and Rogue Warriors are in a similar camp. I think OMG is a better team, but I think they're I value them similarly in that they're they're weaker teams that can punch up because they have good enough players too. So, I like Rogue Warriors here, too. Probably late money line, moderate, plus 1.5 for me. Uh, RNG, game of the week. or one of the, There's two insanely good games in the LPL this week. I think we're, we're going to get to see the top four face each other this week in the LPL. So, we have RNG minus 164 against EDG, plus 122. The RNG minus 1.5 is at plus 162. I think I think the LPL English cast is billing this as their game of the week. Uh, I personally think the uh, Sunday game is the game of the week, but this is also an excellent one. Yeah, they're both going to be really fun. I'm hyped for both of these. I kind of like EDG here because I think these teams are very close. Like I think these teams are close in this line. I think RNG is better, but not by this much. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to bet this. It seems like a big line to me, though. It seems almost appropriate. And I'm going to be on the RNG side. Well, I'm not betting. Can't bet. But yeah, I, 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 I think RNG is that, the, what the line put out better than EDG. Okay. Personally. I don't think I'm going to bet this game. I think I'm think just going to enjoy let watching this one. Fly. One. Yeah, I think I'm just going to let this one fly. Calvin, you got any thoughts on this one? Mm, if I were to lean one way, I would lean EDG. I feel like I haven't seen RNG played in like forever. Well, let's see. It has been quite a while, hasn't it? Like, I, yeah. feel, I also RNG's... feel like I haven't seen RNG in quite a while. RNG's last game was June 30th. Oh my yeah. god, that's two weeks ago. Right? <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen him play. That's all. That's why I only need EDG. EDG looks scary good. 
So, is there any kind of credence to the fact that RNG has seen film on EDG? Yeah, more They've been sitting for two weeks, man. You're telling me they don't have some kind of thing planned? I'm kind of convincing myself to take RNG now. Maybe. I don't, I'm probably going to stay away from this one and just watch, because this should be a good game. Maybe maybe bet the RNG 2-1 is the play. I think, I think this is a pretty fair line, so... Yeah, I, I I like this. Uh, it just should be a good game. I'm just gonna enjoy this game. Um, next up we have JDG minus three hundred three against Dominus plus two thirteen. The JDG minus one point five is a plus one hundred one. I am all over Dominus here. Mm-hmm. I am all over Dominus, and I'll. So there's a couple reasons, right? One is my seething hatred for JDG's inconsistency. I want I, make the guys look. I know I talk bad about JDG a lot, but I want JDG to be good. The LVL's fun when JDG's good, right? JDG don't look good right now. I know they just won a series, but they don't look good right now. Like Calvin, do you agree with me on this one? Um, no, they just they don't look good. They really <laughs> don't. But against Dominus, I'm gonna have to take JDG. Unfortunately. All right, so. Really, like minus three hundred three is like a lot. So it is. I mean, I mean. Yeah, so are you going to bet I'm the minus one point five here? Because like that's the only way to bet it. I think I'm going to bet the minus one point five. I think JDG are just. I know as as much shit as we give them. I think they're just way better than the lower half teams. And Dominus does have you know have really good upside. It's just that they're also another team that fights, but their macro is just lost. For the most part, you know what I mean. Like they yeah. have no sense of leadership or direction. Yeah, so that's that's, the, that's what issue. I always say about them is that they just don't they they lack leadership. Like they have, they're they're the kind of team that like with a good coach could be like Diet Billy Billy, where like they're just a good strategic team with like solid players. Billy Billy has really really good players, but they could be just like or like We We I think is a decent example. Like when We is playing well, they kind of remind me of this, where it's like they have like. A bunch of good players. Nobody's particularly great. Well, Beishang might be. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. I I think I just I want to bet Dominus here, just because I think the value's nuts. Like I I think JDG is so inconsistent that anytime we get like reasonable plus one point fives against them, I'm gonna take it. But maybe maybe they just have good enough players to just run Dominus over. And JDG are a weird enough team that you do kind of have to have, like, in-game leadership against them because they do weird shit all the time. I feel like I'll probably end up betting the Dominus money line. I'm not necessarily sure that I... Uh, Dominus is my, like, most tilting team worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> I just bet against them constantly last split, and they, like, just made a run to the semifinals, and then this JDG, split, I was like, well, I got to admit that they're good. No, Dominus. Yeah. I bet against Dominus, like, every game last season as well, except, like, they completely stopped beating anybody this season when I was finally like, okay, you got to give them some credit. Something they're doing is working. And then all of a sudden they're just garbage. I want to point out to people, Dominus had a 21 and 14 game score last season in the LPL. 21 and 14. It is 66. That's not 66%. They, they nearly they're way, they were seven games above 500 in a 16 team league. That's like a playoff spot. Why are they so bad this split? 
Yeah, I'm trying to figure out the same question. Xiao Pang does not look like the same Xiao Pang that I've seen in spring. Yeah, I, it's. I think uh, the meta games against them too. I think this team performed best when they had a tank in the top lane, mm. which is not what's been going on for which, the most part this split. We talked a lot about them last but how like we thought we thought Changhong was maybe like the secret carry of this team, even though they kind of like lacked the leadership or like lacked a true carry like that. But the games where he did well were the games that they won, regardless of like what he was playing. Now he was most of the time on tanks, like the Scions, obviously like his thing, but. Now that that's out of meta, it seems like they've been struggling. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to be on Dominus plus 1.5 and maybe like a half unit on the money line because I, I just think at some point this team can't – they can't not get it together, right? Like, the, at, at least some semblance of it. Like, this team can't possibly be as bad as Vici, right, or LGD. They have to be better than that, right? Yeah, they're definitely better than that, and – Plus 213 against, a, a, like you say, a very inconsistent JDG. Seems like a pretty good spot. I'll probably end up on Dominus. All right. Uh, last LPL game until, well, we don't have the Monday lines yet. The Monday lines yet. So game of the week for me in any region is Fun Plus Minus 133 against Invictus Plus 100. Woo! Yeah, this is a good one. one. Um, not only is this game just, uh, for my money, between the two best LPL teams, at least right now, anyway. Uh, Invictus now getting their full lineup back together. We're, g- we're going to get to see this again. It's uh, These two teams always clash. It's always fun. I'm on Invictus betting because how often are you – when's the last time you saw Invictus plus money? We talked about this before, like when they had the subs in. They don't have the subs in. This is the full roster. Yeah, this is this is another one of those games that like we always have like at least one of every week where I just say you should be betting this game. I don't really care which side you're on. But you have to think one of these lines is good, I think. I'm on Invictus. The, the, yeah, the I think I'll fun, be on Invictus as well. The pro fun plus argument is that Invictus are probably still shaking the rust off a little bit, but they don't look like they're shaking any rust off to me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on Invictus because when's the last time you ever saw Invictus at plus money? I also think Invictus are a better team, like just in a vacuum. Yeah, maybe, I think so too. Yeah, and maybe, maybe the situation favors fun plus slightly, but – yeah, I, I'm going to be on Invictus, but again, like this is another popcorn game. This is just going to be a good one. This would be a good series. Maybe the over 2.5 games is the bet here. Someone... I hate I hate minus 1.5 and plus 1.5 in the LPL. I don't know if I'll if I'll end up betting there. Yeah, I know you do. I, I've been I'm going to bet IG money line. Yeah, IG, I'm on IG money line already. I'm just going to double check real quick to see what the over 2.5 maps played is because that is something I didn't think about the first time I did this. Let's see. The over 2.5 maps is at minus 103. I think that's a good bet, too. I think there's a good chance this goes to three games. These two teams are really, really evenly matched. So, enjoy this one. This should be a great game. This uh, will be a great game. All right. Anything else in the LPL? Enjoy the weekend. Yeah, this is a good good slate. Well, This is, at the very least, a really interesting slate in the LPL this weekend. We have two highlight reel games and then two other games that are like pretty interesting to me. So, And a lot of value. So, uh, LEC, uh, week five we have here. So, second week back from the Rift Rivals break. We have Splice minus 294, Misfits plus 212. I'm not on either side here. No, either side either. Yeah, no bet. 
if you're going to bet, I think you should bet Misfits. They're going to be running a whole new roster this week is the expectation I've heard. Their, their entire academy team. Leader. Uh, leader and Kiray and all, and all those guys. Um, if you think those guys might be able to come out and surprise somebody, you could bet Misfits. But I'm By not, the way, Kiray's really, really good. Don't sleep on him. Leader's well, the one that's been letting yeah, down after I yeah. hyped him so hard. Kiray's been very good. Leader's the one that's Dude, been... Kiray's, like, low-key been, like, dominating, like, all these other small leagues that he's been playing in. Yeah. And I don't think... I think people tend to put him into the, oh, he's only good enough to dominate small leagues, not dominate the LCS. Like, don't rule, don't rule that out. Like, he could definitely come in and just make a make a show. Like, he's a good player. And he's been a good player for a long time. So, um, Shulka minus 133, Vitality plus 103. This is, like, John, you always say this. this is a, you should definitely be on one side of this or the other. And I just Absolutely. don't know which it is. Same thing. You should be betting this game for sure. Just matters which side you think you should be on. For me, which... it's Vitality personally. Yeah, I, I like Vitality here, and it's not because I dislike Shulka. I just think it's I, – I guess it's the spot, really. Like, I think these two teams are pretty close to even. Like, obviously Vitality had the really, really rough start to this season, right? And Shulka are, like, starting to look like they're, like, what they're supposed to be. But I still think um, in a vacuum before this season started, we would have had both these teams even. I know in my power rankings, I had these two teams directly next to each other, same tier, basically even, right? So if that's the case, you take the plus money, right? Or do you have another reason for liking Vitality here, John? I just think Vitality's better, and they're an underdog. Um, Vitality's been been wildly inconsistent this season, but they start they look like they were starting to get it together this last weekend. And I think these two teams at the peak that we've seen them play at, Vitality's a better team, I think. I think at the peak of the skill level of their players, Schalke is a better team. But at the peak that we've seen from either of the teams, I think Vitality's better. So, yeah, I'm just going to take plus money on a team that I think is a better team. Chris, did you I like have, that. Uh, Cal, Cal, Chris, you guys thoughts on this one? Because I'm kind of agreeing with John now. I'm, I'm having a trouble with Schalke, as I usually do. So that's why it's giving me a hard time. I do think Schalke is one of the top teams, and I, I, I just don't. I lost my faith in Vitality. Yeah. All right. So okay. So so Chris is on Schalke here then. Okay. Um, I like I, I think either side is justifiable with these numbers. Like I think this line is right. Like it's correct. Maybe it should be a little closer. I don't know, but uh, definitely should be on one side or the other. Just like tell yourself a story and pick one. I think either one's justifiable as long as you have reasons for it. Right. Yep. Totally uh, agree. G2 minus 1,000, Excel plus 554. Here we go. Here come the G2 four-digit lines. Uh, we've been sent. By the way, I just want to tell people, we looked like asses a little bit betting G2 at like, some of the numbers we did, and they punted bad losses, right? Listen, what do, and what did we say when we bet G2 minus 250? We said, you're not going to get 250 the rest of the season. You're just not. <laughs> and, I mean, I know this is Excel, Probably the tenth place team here, but this is unbettable, right? I don't even know. Let me see. I might take. I might take the XL money line in this game. Really? All right, just five fifty four to best of one. G two team, but it's G two. G two is going to throw this 
troll the shit out of this game, man. I swear. Yeah, the, <laughs> the problem is they're definitely going to troll the shit out of this game. The problem yeah. is G2 trolling is, like, still better than XL. So. Yeah, G2 <laughs> trolling is just, like, the baseline. That's, like, just, like yeah. what they do every game. They troll against Fnatic and win. Like, that's the thing. Like, I... The over-under game time for this is 29 minutes, by the way. 26 and a half kills. I, I kind of like the under I think 29. The over, I think the over on kills is like a lock. Whoever wins. Really? Yeah, I, I think I take over 26. 26 and a half is a pretty high If number. XL wins, this game is going to go so long. <laughs> like, XL is not going to win this game like in 20 other minutes. So if they win, it's going long. If G2 wins... They're going to blow them out. It's going to be a 26-minute, you know, 19-7. to 7. But but G2's games are, like, they get 20-plus kills in a huge All right, so well, well, that's what I'm saying. All right, so, so look. So let's see. I'm going to just, like, look up now because this is the only angle to betting this, right? I think the over. I'm definitely going to bet the over. So G2 is averaging 19.5 kills per game, 11.5 deaths per game. I'm just gonna look at them against quote unquote bad teams, right? Let's look at them against Rogue. Uh Rogue, it was seventeen to seven, twenty two minute victory. Uh who else was bad? S- we'll say SK Gaming, right? SK Gaming it was uh twenty to nine in a twenty eight uh twenty eight thirty nine game. Who else do we consider bad? Misfits, we'll say misfits, right? Uh Misfits it was nineteen to two in a twenty six minute victory. So twenty six and a half is assuming that Excel put up a fight at all, mm. or G two getting all twenty six kills. Yeah, but like, like, yeah, exactly. Like, like G two can. Like, like, I'm not ruling that out. I, I like the under game time. I like the under twenty nine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like yeah. the. I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm like, I kind of like the under twenty. Twenty six and a half is a high number, man. Twenty six and a half is a really high number for a lopsided game. I wouldn't be surprised at all if G2 win this for G2 to get 22 kills, which means XL just needs to do something during Seven. all that. They're going to need five. They need five kills. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see G2 get 22 of those kills if they win. And if XL wins, it's definitely going over 26 kills. Yeah, so. that I'd agree with. So you have to factor that in, too. That's, yeah, there's I a non-zero like- chance that happens. Origin minus two hundred four SK Gaming plus one fifty five. Uh, sorry, Cal. Unless you, Cal, do you have anything to contribute to that or no? It's just whatever. No, no, it's okay. I'm yeah. good. Uh, Origin minus two hundred four SK plus one fifty five. Yeah. I've been negative things about Origin all season, and I've been mostly pretty right. But I still don't think SK is beating them. I don't either. I, I think two hundred four is pretty good for Origin here. I don't like Origin that much. Like, I think they're good. I think they're probably the third best team in Europe, as much as it pains me to say that. I think they're, like, the fifth best team. I think they should be the fifth best team, but I think Vital... I don't know. I think Splice is probably the third best team right now. Yes. Yes. Which also hurts my soul, but good for them. (laughs) So, (laughs) I actually think this is bettable. SK have not impressed me at all. It's pretty bettable for me. I really like... Like, I actually think recently Rogue has looked better than SK... Ooh, yeah. yeah, like yeah. is SK like the second worst team in in Europe right now? Probably, because they uh, look like it to me. Misfits, maybe Misfits is the second no. worst. I would have them over Misfit. They did beat Misfit. Like Rogue actually looked better than them. Like, am I crazy for saying that, or like, do you guys agree or disagree? Like, no, that's I agree. 
I think I think SK is the second worst or third worst team in the league. So I actually am. I think I'm gonna bet Origin. It's rare that I lay 200 plus on like a team that's not an elite team in best of one regions in the West. But this is, I think, a case where I'm gonna find myself betting Origin. Yep, Europe, just did it. Europe has been really weird for me because I've so I've had a lot of success in Europe this season. I'm just gonna like pull my numbers up here. Like I'm. I'm way up in Europe this season. Like I'm, I'm plus thirty five units. Like that's my best region straight betting, and I feel like I've had no like feel for Europe this entire calendar year. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Like I've had no sense of like momentum either way in Europe, and it's just been I've just been crushing it. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm like that with the LPL. I've like never had a really good LPL season. I've had somewhere I made a couple of units, somewhere I lost a couple of units in the LPL. This season I'm crushing LPL, and I have no idea how because I have no idea what the power rankings Maybe are. Maybe there's something to it, man. Like I'm, I'm just like have no idea. You'll do great. Maybe I'm just like see, just seeing through the code and not. I'm being completely agnostic to any feelings, and maybe that's why. Maybe, but I mean, there's something to that. But I don't know. I like Origin here. Cal, you got anything on this one? No, I'm on Origin as well. Fnatic minus 400, Rogue plus 276. Look, I like. I'm probably gonna put a lottery ticket on Rogue here. I know Fnatic are good, but plus 276, best of one. Rogue's feeling themselves right now. Am Let's, I uh, while we're talking Fnatic and we're talking this subject because this is kind of relevant, let me shout out to something that was posted earlier on Twitter today by. A very controversial esports figure, Thorin. For anybody who knows, has to be Thorin, right? For anybody who knows Thorin, had a post saying that perhaps Fnatic would be better with Kadrill than Broxa. What? (laughs) What kind of journalism? Listen, what you what you have to understand about Thorin is that. I don't want to say he skipped Bayless because he's definitely not. He's not that much of a shock jockey. No. But he's the one close. thing the one thing he <laughs> loves doing is triggering League of Legends people because that's like his favorite pastime. <laughs> okay. Like outside okay. of watching him playing Counter Strike, which is like his specialty, his favorite thing in the universe is triggering League of Legends fans. Especially triggering League of Legends fans of popular teams like Fnatic and TSM. Those are his two favorite fan bases to troll, right? So Thorin's the weirdest figure because... Dude, I actually love him. I think he's great. He's, I think he's hilarious. I think he's he's an absolute, like, icon of the scene in that he's been around forever. He knows so much more than so many people. He's seen so much more than so many people. Talk I just guy. wish that every once in a while, like, if you read Thorin's timeline, it'll be like, here's a detail... Here's a detailed history of this CSGO player. It's like, wow, that was exciting and interesting. It's like, here's a detailed breakdown of the upcoming League of Legends World Championship. You read it, and you're like, wow, it's pretty good. The next one's like, we should just put black people in concentration camps. And yeah, then the next it's one, just like, what like, the fuck? Like, like, what? 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 What's going on it's here, like, buddy? dude, like, what the fuck? Every once in a while, he just throws out this, like, random bullshit that's keeping him from ever becoming, like, what he should become. Because his analysis and his thoughts about stuff are so good. If he just stopped putting stupid bullshit he's out there, also like, he should be very famous. <laughs> he also runs, like, if you've ever listened to his shows and stuff, they're extremely entertaining. Like, it's oh, they're great. great. His personality's great, and he's he's self-aware. He even talks about it all the time, like, look, when I'm on a show, I gotta be the bad guy. 
So I'm going to be an asshole to you. It's not who I am in real life necessarily, but that's how it's going to be when we're on the show. Like he's very self-aware, very funny, very entertaining. If only he would just shut up with like ridiculous shit, like yeah. political and and life takes. But anyway, uh, brief aside. Anyway, yeah, sorry, sorry about brief that. Brief aside. Uh, I don't know anything. I, I like. I'm going to put a lottery ticket on Broke here. And mostly just the the, the value is too good for me for a team that like has looked good recently. Rogue are playing the best league they've ever played. And maybe that's middle of the table in the LC, LEC. But, like, I don't know. It's one game. It's a best of one. And it's, a, like, best of one with a bad team, I'm not going to say that. But I don't think Rogue are a bad team right now. They're, like, a mediocre team. And I think a mediocre team, unless it's G2. I know Fnatic are close, but unless it's G2, I'm taking a mediocre team at plus 276 and best of one. I think I'd much rather take XL at plus 50. Plus five fifty against G two, then Rogue at plus two seventy yeah, against. Yeah, right, so if you compare those two, yeah, it looks it looks bad. It looks like we're not getting any value on Rogue, right? Well, like XL only needs to win half as much, and they're playing against, in my opinion, a more variant opponent that's more likely to not take this game seriously. See, see I, all right, look, I'll give you that they won't take the game seriously. I won't give you that. More, <laughs> I won't give you that they're necessarily more variant because Fnatic have just botched games too. That's true. Like, Fnatic have been, like, trying to play up-tempo this year. Like, this season. Really, this whole year, not just this season. They've been trying to play up-tempo. And for the most part, they do a really good job. I think they're a really good team at it. it but sometimes teams that play that way just punt one. And they haven't shown that they're immune to that. Like, they've punted games this season. That's fair enough. So, uh, you know what? I get, now I'm going to talk myself into both if I'm betting one or the other. <laughs> I don't know. Do what you want with this one. That's that's our analysis of it, right? Uh, don't bet don't bet Fnatic minus four hundred. I think we all yeah, agree there. I agree on that. Yep. Um, Sunday we have Schalke minus two ninety four against Excel plus two twelve. Nothing there for me. No. <sighs> Nothing there. That's a pass. Uh, this next one's a mind blower. Misfits this is like the first time all year. Plus one hundred two against Rogue minus one thirty two. That might be Rogue's first minus money line. And all guess year. what? I'm betting them. Yeah, yeah you're, betting Rogue? Dude, you're betting Rogue. Dude, first of all, we're we all don't betting know. Rogue. Yep. First of all, we don't know what get we're gonna now. get with Misfits. Yeah. Two, if Misfits show the other roster and it's good, then you're gonna want to bet. Like, no matter what, with this game, I think bet it before the game's on Friday. No matter get, what you're I agree. thinking. I agree with that. I unless agree. you think, unless you think specifically the new Misfits lineup is going to look awful against Splice, which is very possible, unless they look downright awful, and you think you can get even more value on Misfits or something, or more value on Rogue, I, you want to bet this now is the point I'm making because if Misfits look bad, this is all of a sudden going to be Rogue minus 160, and then it's like, eh, am I really doing this? I guess I am, but yeah, if you think Rogue's going to be fanatic. You might as well bet Rogue I mean, against Misfits. I mean, I was going to bet Rogue. Maybe I bet double Rogue this week. Parlay Rogue. Wild stuff. Mm. Well, they do it. That's the only weird. time you hold off, and I think this is a situation that's possible, the only time you should hold off betting is if you think that the new Misfits is going to lose to Splice, but it's still going to beat Rogue. So if you think the new Misfits is good, but maybe not good enough to beat the third best team in the league, I think that's a that's a very real thing that could happen. Like they might be good, but not good enough to beat the third best team in the league, but good enough to beat the sixth or seventh best team in the league. In which case, you might want to wait for them to lose to Splice. But 
It's also kind of weird. Like the more I talk about it, like the more I'm thinking, it's actually kind of hard to predict how this line's going to move, regardless of what happens on Friday. Because like, there's a lot of times where like we we act like the result of this will infect the other, and it will. But a lot of times, people are just going to bet the names or whatever, and they're going to like they haven't put bets in yet. And then come Saturday, this line's going to be all over the place. So I don't know. I I, I, I I like Rogue here a lot. I'm going to be like probably two units on Rogue. Which I never in a million years thought I'd be betting Rogue as a favorite, but they look good right now. They they look confident and like they're hitting their stride, even if they know that they're not going to be a playoff team. Yeah, I do think that. Which, good. by the way, they're not completely out of contention for that either. So, next up we have Origin minus one ninety five, Vitality plus one forty one. I love Vitality here, man. Yeah, this one's this one's tough. So one thing I always tell people, like if you've been doing this for a long time. Sometimes you just have like connections that get made in your head. This is a weird connection for me that I don't I don't know why, but in my head, this is a bad matchup for Vitality. I really like the line, but something in my head tells me that like the slow controlled like origin style is just really good against the way the Vitality play and that this is going to make a bad matchup for them. So I'm not sure if I'm going to bet it, but looking at the numbers, I love the Vitality line. This this matchup you could compare to like how the LCK looked against like think about how like SKT looked against JDG at Rift Rivals or no was it Kingzone played JDG think about how the Korean teams looked against JDG and I think that's how you can kind of think this matchup's gonna look like Origin are gonna try to slow this game down to a crawl prevent like play damage control and then just like win with better macro later. If you think Vitality can break serve and just bust this game open, which I totally think they're capable of doing. Uh, I think they're very capable of it. I'm going to bet Vitality probably for one unit, like light bet for me. I, I think the number is good enough, and I think this is closer to this number. Like, I, I think this is closer than this number entails, and I think like it's not like Vitality are a bad team. So, so Talking about being affected by previous day, do you think if Vitality wins against Shalko? Yeah. Uh, if Vitality beats Shalka, this... I mean, you're not going to get as good a line, I don't think. Right, so get in early. Yeah, yeah, probably wanting to be in early if you're going the Vitality route. Okay. Yeah, I... I this is kind of dangerous, though. You're right, John. Where, like... Because I don't give Origin a lot of credit, but something in my mind is telling me that this matchup is just, like... This is the I've kind seen of enough they of win. these kind of matchups where they like, this is the kind of one where they pull it out, because... Vitality gets too overly aggressive, and I don't know. Something just tells me that's how this goes. But I love the like in theory, I love the Vitality money line. So I haven't decided if I'm betting it or not. Yeah. Next up, we have G two minus two seventy eight splice plus two hundred two. I think G two is gonna win. I do too. Is it two seventy eight? Good. Which splice are we? Mm -hmm. I mean, which G two are we getting? And might as well throw in which splice are we getting? Yeah, I, I think I, just matchups in general. G2 I think I'm gonna bet G two, man. Is bet yeah. G two? I think I'm gonna bet them at minus two seventy. Minus two seventy. I don't think I'm touching this game. I think G two is gonna win, but I don't think I'm touching minus two seventy eight. I should pass this game. I'm gonna pass this game. Never mind. Unless you parlay with double rogue, and then G two plus <laughs> double rogue, maybe yep. that's a sweet line. I like it. Uh, Fnatic minus three forty five, SK gaming plus two forty three. This is not touchable for me. No bet. Pass. Nope. 
Pasarino. Pasadena. All right. LCS. Anything else in the LC- uh, LEC? Let's fly through the LCS because we're running pretty long tonight. So Yeah, we are going pretty long. Uh, these are from Betway. Uh, all these other ones are from uh, BetOnline. So uh, they did not have all of these lines posted. So I just univer- like universally put all of them from the same site. So Cloud9 minus 286, 100 views plus 195. No bet. I want no bet. I want to bet the <laughs> so know. bad. I want to, but they're not that good. They're not. If you want to bet the thieves, I I like their academy line at plus one twenty five against C nine tomorrow. Actually, I think their academy team is really good. I wonder if it's because they have someday. <laughs> I wonder if it's because they have one of the best top laners of all time on their team. Just a thought. They just they just win every single time and just win. That's just the best. <laughs> The best yeah. academy. I feel like the academy team's got to be pissed. Be like, are you kidding me right now? Like, what? nah. The, the players probably welcome the chance to play against somebody like him, so that's good. Also, be on the lookout for Licorice. He, I thought he was rumored to come back last week, but he didn't. Uh, so well, I think they said like... he is coming back. Oh, so he's coming back. Yeah, yeah I, I think I no read. That. I, I, I gotta look that up, but I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that he's coming back. Licorice this week. coming back. This is absolutely a no bet for me. Uh, I'm leaning hundred thieves, but I'll probably pass this. Yeah, it feels like a pass to me. All right, TSM minus 200, Golden Guardians plus 140. Dude, I don't like TSM, but what is going on with Golden Guardians, man? They just gave up. That's what we were talking about the other day. For some reason, they were like in a position where they could easily make playoffs, and they kind of just were like, nope, we're building the future. FBI and Huey are coming in. Dude, this reminds me of Hanwha last season in the LCK. Where, like, they were in sixth place. Like, they were in sixth place and, like, a game behind, like, I think it was SKT at the time. Like, they were a game out of fifth place and then just mailed it in. Just, like, totally mailed it in. Started starting their subs, mixing their lineup up all over the place. Like, I don't know, man. Is this is this done? Are they a dumpster fire for the rest of the season? Or, or is this... Is there any consolation in the fact that Academy players getting a chance are going to elevate and maybe the, the new energy invigorates this team a little bit? Like, Not is that more likely than this team is just, like, demoralized and done because psychologically they've already quit for the season? Well, I think FBI is going to definitely try his best, and I think probably Huey, who really wants to, like, prove that he's not a, a complete scrub and he's in a new position, I think they'll probably try really hard, but I don't know how I feel if I'm contracts or Hauntzer or Froggen, especially Froggen, who tried his heart out the last like last season and in the beginning of this season. Froggen's still been pretty good this season. He hasn't been as good as he was last season, but he's been still good. Uh, this is... TSM have looked really good, but I don't know... We, we talked about this a little before the show came up, but like we talked about how Liquid are in their own tier, and before we had Cloud9 in the next tier, like the tier 1.5, right? And then we have, like, TSM and, like, a whole bunch of other teams in, like, that next cluster. So, I guess this is a question of, do we think TSM is elevated to Tier 1.5, or do we think Cloud9 has just fallen into that next group? Because I think, if TSM have elevated, then I actually like betting the minus 200 here. But if they haven't, and you think that they're basically the same team, they just look good in... I mean, I think TSM have looked sharper than I expected them to, I don't think that necessarily means that they're good. Do you guys agree with that? I agree. Yeah. Like, we had an expectation that they would have a bad return from Rift Rivals, and they haven't. 
but I don't think that means that we should overrate that they're like actually better than we, you know, than they are. So I, sh- I think I'm going to pass this game the more I'm thinking about it. Cause I-, I don't think they've elevated necessarily. I think they are just the same team. And I think everybody else in that area around them has not been playing that well. So I'm going to pass this because I don't think gold, I- I'm not going to bet golden guardians either. Okay. Yeah. FlyQuest plus 140, CLG minus 200. Hmm. I'm on FlyQuest. This was my pick of the week, and I already Ooh. put it down. Uh, I like the FlyQuest money line, and I like FlyQuest to beat CLG. We're seeing a CLG that's. I'm sorry, I think something's wrong. We're seeing a CLG that, yes, dropped, dropped actually both games this weekend. And obviously, one of them was the TL, but they're actually ahead. On Sunday, and they just completely threw that game. Not saying that yeah. um, over like thinking the situation, but they've really, I don't know. I think FlyQuest is on an uprise, and CLG is just kind of last week I said they're getting better and better. I think it looked like they're just getting a little bit stagnant. I'll pause it, I'll put this forward because I've kind of been. I'm the C- I was the CLG hater going into the season, and then I was I, I immediately admitted I was wrong because they what did I, I've been saying this all year. I've been saying CLG look like they're ten weeks into the season already, or they look like they're halfway through the season already in week one, which is impressive considering they brought a new player in, right? I also said that I don't know how close to their ceiling that that is. I I personally thought that. CLG is basically playing at their ceiling. So you could make an argument that that was their first bad game this split. I'm not going to factor in TL losses because TL's next level, right? And I don't think CLG's on the level of TSM or Cloud9 either necessarily. So I'm not going to factor in any of those games. But I think that was probably CLG's worst game of the season on Sunday. If you think about, like, if you factor in all those things... Does that mean that I think they're bad? I, I don't know. I think I think CLG are still good, but I'm going to be betting FlyQuest here mostly just on the upside as well. I'm, I'm with you, Calvin. Like, I think Fly, – one, I think FlyQuest are – like, before the season started, we would have all said FlyQuest is a better team than CLG. Agreed? 100%. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Now, as impressive as CLG have been to us, we still think that they're kind of – like, this is their ceiling probably, right? Like, I don't think CLG is any better than this. Maybe, yeah. do, you, do you guys think they're any better or no? Like their ceiling at the end of the season is probably like right now, place, fourth yeah. or fifth place somewhere. And even if they finish higher, we'll know. Like if we're power ranking, because power ranking necessarily isn't where they're going to finish, right? Mm-hmm. Like CLG will probably finish higher than we'll power rank them. Agreed. Like if we like had to do it all again right now, yeah, probably. Like CLG are probably going to finish fourth or fifth place, even if we think they're like the sixth best team, just because they've had a good start and they're like consistent. I don't. I, I TLDR. I like FlyQuest here. I like the upside. I think they're on the up and up. And before the season started, I would have bet FlyQuest to be better than them a million years, like a million times. I would have bet that. Yep, I like that bet a lot. Also, we're getting good value. Plus one forty is like good. You probably you could probably shop around and get better than that too. So, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, Liquid minus three fifty eight. Clutch plus two thirty five. I'm not touching this. Oh, bets for me. I do think Clutch is going to be better from here on out. I do too. It's just not against but Liquid. not against Team Liquid, yeah. Uh, Echo Fox plus one fifty five. Optic minus two twenty three. I you know. Consider betting Optic. 
That's a lot for a best of one, though. I'm confident. Now. I'm gonna. This is gonna be like a, a flag planning bet for me, because uh, I'm higher on optic than you guys are. I think. I think so. So minus two twenty three is a lot for best of one for like what I think is a good, not great team. But I'm probably still gonna bet it because I think Echo Fox is just an absolute dumpster fire. So yeah, I totally agree. I think Echo Fox. Is... Uh, so I'm probably gonna be mod- I'm gonna be on optic, probably moderate, even at two twenty three. So. Goal it's odds. interesting that that Echo Fox's odds or Optics odds against Echo Fox are worse than Clutch's odds against Echo Fox the next day. Yeah, that's very interesting. Like they think Clutch is better than Optic, which I don't yeah. agree with. Even though I think Clutch is going to be improving from here. Yeah, you'd 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 at least expect it to be the same, not better or worse. Yeah, I think right? that's like very odd. Anyway, uh, speaking of Sunday, we have Sunday Golden Guardians plus two thirty five, Liquid minus three fifty eight, pass. Yep, not betting against Liquid. CLG plus 140 against Cloud9, minus 200. If anything, I'll bet Cloud9 in that matchup. Minus 200 is a reasonable price. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to bet it. I'm probably going to be on Cloud9, but not for much. So, um, Optic plus 175, TSM minus 250. I love Optic here. Mm. Plus 175 is pretty heavy. Right. That's a lot of odds. That's like a lot. Like. I think TSM have looked good based on like the history of like how these books price things. This is this is probably another one of those minus 200 plus 140 range bets, right? This is like a similar rate. Like to me the ratings for these teams I'm surprised this isn't minus 200 plus 140. Is Optic does feel disrespected in general by right? the odds. The odds for this entire weekend, they feel a little disrespected. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be on Optic because I think Optic are better than their record and I know they've had like a bad week, but I think Optic is is maybe they're a team where the films line me, but I think Optic have good film and I think they're good. I know they're getting carried a little bit by Medios and Crown, but I mean in NA that's good enough. I, I you can't deny that. Like look at what Bjergsen's doing, right? Like that's yeah, I, I kind of like that Optic money there. Yeah. I think I might be with you there. Yeah, I'm going to be on Optic plus 175, mostly because I think the value is really good, and I think I, I honestly TSM right now I think is a little bit better, but I think these two teams are closer to even than this so i think tsm is playing super well right now and optics playing super bad right now relative to how they started the season uh i don't think they're playing bad necessarily by the way so uh, really like if if i were to do this matchup like three weeks ago this would have been like you know minus 130 plus 100 or plus 110 or something like that right that's true so I I love the optic plus one seventy five here, pretty heavy on the value bet there. Clutch is minus two fifty against Echo Fox plus one seventy five. We just talked about why is Clutch minus two fifty and Optics minus two twenty three against Echo Fox. Weird flex. Yeah, I okay, think I right? sit out on this one. Yeah, it's weird. Weird flex. I'm not betting Echo Fox. Period. Unless it's like plus five hundred, I'm not touching this team against anybody. I agree. Uh, 100 Thieves, minus 167, FlyQuest, plus 120. This is an interesting Ooh. one. Very interesting one for This me. is one where, like, I, normally normally where the line, when the lines are this far apart, we don't say the you should be on one side. of You should pick a side because you should definitely bet this game. But I actually do think that because no matter who you think is, is right, like, I think the line's going to – like, if you think 100 Thieves is has turned it around and they're meeting their expectations – then they should be more than minus 167 favorites here. But if you think FlyQuest are 
going to be closer to the you know fourth place projection that we had them at like going into the season, then they should be you know favorites here. So you're getting value regardless of which side you like. It's just which side you like. I, I think I pretty fly- much agree with that. I'm on FlyQuest, uh, mostly because I think like Hundred Thieves have looked better. FlyQuest have looked better. I'm going to take whoever's getting the money in that situation. And there's, I think, I think there's one really big mismatch too. I think Viper, Viper versus Big yeah. God is a huge mismatch. Yeah, I, I 100% and, agree. And FlyQuest plays that way too. They play towards Viper and trying to get Viper set up, but have been recently. So, and I think I like the FlyQuest money line as well. Yeah, I'm going to be on FlyQuest here, and I actually like Hundred Thieves to finish the season, but I like FlyQuest. I'm gonna, I'm probably going to parlay both FlyQuest lines here too because the value for that's going to be bonkers. So. Probably put a little bit on that. All right, that's NA. Um, pick of the week. I did not do mine yet, but I will let you guys go over yours first. So, John. Oh, actually, let me let me go over the. So last week, last week I had EVG minus one thirty two against LNG. That hit. Uh, all three of my proposed bets hit last week. The EVG minus one point five. <laughs> uh, the liquid minus one eighty nine. Uh, so that. We had a good weekend. Uh, yeah, for a that, week. Yeah, we had a good week as a weekend. very good weekend. So I that moves me up to twelve and seven, and I am plus six point oh one units. Uh, John had hundred thieves plus one thirty five against optic. That hit moving him up to eight and nine and minus point one five units. Chris had king zone plus one sixteen against uh, Damwon. Damwon, right? Damwon. Yes. Against Dam One, that was a great series, by the way. Yes, uh, yes, moving was. Chris up to ten and eight and plus six point three two units. Chris is in the lead. Calvin had Rogue Warriors plus one twenty against Victory Five, which was a heartbreaker because I also bet Rogue Warriors. I love that spot, and uh, that's going to move Calvin to three and fourteen, but he's only minus three point eight six units. So as a cast. We are up uh, 8.31 units, and if you count Zing's bet, it's about 9 units. So nice. Doing pretty well. We're 33-8 and eight plus 8.32 units, so doing pretty well. Pick of the week for this week. Uh, whoever wants to go first, go while I'm picking mine out. I'll start it off since I'm on top of the sheet here. Um, I'm going to take IG even money. So right about here, my power, and unfortunately for us, I'm the only one recording. Luckily, we were able to salvage the file and not have to record this again, or worse yet, not have an episode. But just to finish up our pick of the weeks for you, John's pick of the week was IG plus 100 against Fun Plus Phoenix before he was rudely interrupted by a thunderstorm. Chris's pick of the week was Damwon plus 124 versus Griffin. Calvin's pick of the week was FlyQuest plus 140 against CLG. And my pick of the week was Afrika minus 1.5 at plus 102 against KT Rolster. We will be back at it next week, hopefully with fewer power outages, and good luck this weekend. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.